the content found on thebestdayever.com from David Wolf and New Horizon Health, Inc. is for informational purposes only and is in no way intended as medical advice, as a substitute for medical counseling, or as treatment cure for any disease or health condition, and nor should it be construed as such because that would be illegal. Always work with a qualified health professional before making any changes to your diet, supplement use, prescription drug use, lifestyle, or exercise activities. Please understand that you assume all risks from the use, non-use, or misuse of this information. Welcome everyone, this is your host Lucian Gothier and I am here with David Avocado-Wolf for a very special interview where we're going to focus on ocean-based nutrition, minerals, and specifics like iodine to improve our health, our longevity, and our detoxification protocols. So Dave, ever since the Longevity Now conference where Truth unveiled his seaweed soup recipe, we've all sort of been on this you know, sort of ocean-based diet. Uh, we've got the Kintone Sea Plasma, we've got the Motifillin, we've got the seaweed soup, we've got a great arsenal of tools to use at our disposal that the Japanese have been using for centuries. And so, you know, I've just noticed like on CNN or even like some of the mainstream news channels, like there's always some article coming out about someone in Japan who lived till about 108 or 128. You know, I think people intuitively know they've got something dialed in to attain heightened longevity and maintain health throughout the advanced years of their life. Is it just a sea-based diet? Is it just because they're eating seaweed? What's going on in that culture? What has been going on in the past that allowed the Japanese people to attain such heightened states of longevity? I think that's one factor. And, and I think what we're looking at there is we're looking at the mineral intake the, and the quality and, and breadth of those minerals, the trace minerals and unique minerals. And, and we're definitely looking at the, you know, the overall jing essence of foods that come out of the ocean, you know, that they're, they go to the more of the essence of like genetics. They go more towards the essence of longevity. It's, they have a jing quality to them. For example, you know, you see it in the seaweeds like laminaria, you know, you see that it has that like dark purple black color in it. And that's that thing that Taoism speaks of. It's like the Jing essence is in that kind of stuff. And by the way, you know, with the black foods, there's also this other side, which is the white foods, like salt. You know, salt, sea salt is like a, it's a white substance. And so the black and white together is something that, you know, I've been talking about because we get the colors of the rainbows. We also get the colors or clues to the nutrients and phytochemicals that are in those foods. But the black and white, the extremes of those colors, I think need to be talked about a little bit more. And I think that's what the Japanese are onto. And Dave, I know one of the reasons why Truth Calkins made a product from seaweed is not only the minerals and the iodine, but also the balance between potassium and sodium. And I remember doing an interview with you years ago where you actually said that one of the great benefits of seaweed was that it did, in fact, have this perfect balance between potassium and sodium. It's not just salty. Right, exactly. It's super rich. If you naturally procure it, like on a beach... It'll have both. It'll have both the sea salt and the and the potassium. We probably have the experience if we wash seaweed a lot of it being so high in potassium that it burns our mouth. We get these little burns in our mouth. You know, we've all had that experience eating too many too much chocolate or you know eating nuts or something. You get a potassium burn. You can also get that from kelp. But the way that nature presents kelp to us, the salt is there to counterbalance that. And what's happening is is if you're getting the right kind of minerals. If, let's say, for example, like in Japan, obviously we have a radioactive problem um, because of the Fukushima disaster. But let's say you didn't have contaminated um, seawater around you, like, you know, if that whole area is now contaminated. Let's say you were getting your seaweed from like the north of Iceland or something. You, what happens there is you're actually able to get the right minerals into the cell sites 
so you don't absorb any other kind of minerals like lower quality minerals or radioactive minerals. So that's that's the kind of the idea of salt, misos, seaweed as being protective against radiation and protective really against oxidation. I mean, what is radiation really? It's a, it's a runaway heating reaction. It's a runaway oxidation. Like that's what happens if you ingest a radioactive substance. And once you get that neutralized, what is sodium? It's a neutralizer. It's actually endothermic. It draws heat out of the body. It draws radiation out. It, it actually resolves it. And, and that's kind of good to understand because essentially what oxidation is, is just like radiation. It's just being too much heat in the system, too much inflammation in the system. And the, so, the sodium resolves it. It counterbalances it. So we're, we're actually coming, you know, kind of full circle to the whole Japanese paradox, which is this idea of like, geez, that, you know, these, these guys have really figured something out and, but it's not fitting into our Western anti-salt story. Right. right Miso is right. very salty and very yang energy. Um, kelp is, you know, very rich in minerals and can be very salty. And the same could be said for actually sea salt itself. But yet these things do have a have a very strong um, antioxidation quality and neutralizing energy towards radi- radiation and you know, similar types of pollution and environmental stresses. And it seems like the Japanese have a lot of these different cultures that are like, fermented cultures that are super salty like the miso and the nattos and they're not really flavors that we're used to but they definitely have something dialed in there right exactly so they figured out something interesting about about human metabolism and i think this has to do with the intestines the intestines like easily accessible substance that's the fermentation but the intestines as dr walker had figured out and also dr jensen bernard jensen like salts. The intestines like salts. I've definitely noticed that over the years that people who have loose stools, they're all, they're like chronically low in sodium. And it's, and it's, and I'm not talking about this, you know, table salt nightmare chemical experiment that's going on. I'm talking about real salt, salt that comes from plants, salts that come from um, kelp, salt that comes from celery, salt that comes from sea salt, salt that comes from miso. And that the right introduction of that salt into the body and the right approach can actually rehydrate the intestines because that sodium and water balances out, right? When somebody's like, for example, they have, they're just very, have very loose bowels and you need the salt in there to kind of tighten things back up and kind of hold that moisture back in the system. And Dave, one of the reasons why Truth invented or created the seaweed soup recipe was he really viewed iodine as not only a mineral that we're deficient in, but also one that provides a broad spectrum of protection for our body. Iodine is more and more appearing to be one of the chief protectors of the body for the future because of the radiation in the environment, obviously radioactive iodine. There are radioactive isotopes of iodine that won't break down for 16 million years. I mean, it's there, there's stuff like that in the environment right now. Um, there's, there's a common radioactive isotope that breaks down in about, it's mostly broken down within about 21 days. Um, but, you know, that kind of stuff is all over the place. And so you've got to fill that receptor site in your endocrine system, for example, with iodine rather than a lesser or toxic imposter of that iodine. For example, the radioactive form of the iodine or a, a lesser halogen like bromine or fluoride or chlorine, which may be from a toxic source. What's happening with iodine is it's and the way we understand it is that it protects 
the tissue of our endocrine system. And the most juicy tissue of our endocrine system is either the breast or it's the prostate. And so we've got to make sure we have enough iodine in our system to, to shield our breasts from potential danger and to also shield our prostate, if you're a man, from potential danger in the long term. And that danger can come from radioactive iodine intruding into our diet or lifestyle. It can come from bromine. Also, bromine's ubiquitous in the environment. It's, it's actually um, Morton's iodized salt failed the bromine test more than any other salt that we tested out of the 10 salts we tested years ago. It had the most bromine in it, which is the worst thing ever for you. And then, you know, fluoride, like fluoridated water, that's a halogen. So that also gets into the endocrine system. Chlorinated water, again, another halogen gets into the endocrine system. What I'm saying is that the iodine can protect us from all of that. So we, we really should look at iodine much differently now. There's a huge amount of research about iodine basically killing every known pathogen. That's important to understand. Iodine's in the violet spectrum. Then we know the violet spectrum has to do with the alchemy of longevity, you know, like resveratrol's in that violet spectrum, cacao's in that violet spectrum. And, and it, it is beckoning us to not only look at iodine as a more important nutrient, but also look at different ways to getting it into our body. Like I use iodine products, but I like to also get it from natural sources too and kind of shift around. And that's what Truth has done with his seaweed soup is he's getting all these natural forms of iodine into the body in a way that's delicious, easy to make, kind of a fun, kind of a fun food, superfood thing he's created here. It's very popular. Truth has been on an absolute roll with his creations. Jing City, soon to come out, Chi City. We've got the seaweed soup now, and there's definitely more coming. Shen City, obviously, is going to be the next one. So he's he's on fire right now. And just for people listening, the ingredients in the seaweed soup, it's got kelp, dulse, lemon juice powder. It's got free-dried miso that we talked about, organic kuzu root. Wakami seaweed, organic onion, organic garlic, organic mustard. It's got maca, astragalus, and it's got some great spices to make it taste great. And literally, you just add hot water, some coconut oil, and you've got yourself like the most nourishing, deep, replenishing soup that tastes amazing that you could possibly put together in about not even five minutes. It takes about literally as much as it takes you to boil hot water. And it's also a great place to get like natural sodium. And it's funny to hear you talk about Morton's iodized salt. It's one of those things where... People think they're getting iodine, but really they're they're not getting that much iodine, and they're getting a whole bunch of other things that they don't want to be putting in their body through, you know, iodized ordinary table salt. In order to get enough, just let's just go to like radioactive fallout situation, which we were all under in the western half of North America and Hawaii, and also Western Canada when Fukushima blew up. In order to get enough iodine to protect yourself from that fallout from iodized salt, you would have to eat two and a half pounds to three pounds of salt per day. I don't think anybody's going to do that, but that just shows you how little iodine is actually there. The RDA for iodine can be increased. It probably can be increased by anywhere from 10 times very easily. It should be 10 times greater than what it is right now, up to 100 times greater. Um, 100 times greater would bring it into the range of the 13 to 15 milligrams that Dr. Brownstein recommends in his book, Iodine. There's a great new book out on iodine, or at least a book I hadn't seen before. I think it's called The Iodine Crisis. Is that, have you seen that one, Lucian? Yeah, actually, Truth insists that I read that before one of our interviews. It's uh, The Iodine Crisis, What You Don't Know About Iodine Can Wreck Your Life by um, Lynn Farrow, F-A-R-R-O-W. I peeked into it and, and studied it a little bit, but I haven't had a chance to read it from cover to cover. There's a lot of amazing information in there, including amazing diatribe on bromine and how toxic bromine is. 
and and it doesn't even mention the, the the major source of bromine for most of us, which is chemtrails, right? This aerosol spraying that's going on, which is ethylene dibromide. That's a dominant ingredient in there, and that's again why iodine can protect you because iodine is going to displace that bromine from being uptaken in your body. This is again that Japanese paradox of you know how they're living so long. You know, even under even after Fukushima, or I mean, even after Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and now Fukushima. What's going to happen there? Well, some people will be able to resist the radiation because they have the right diet, and they have a diet that's naturally able to neutralize or resolve that radioactive, um, those radioactive components or those radioactive atoms. And Dave, just one final point to hit for our listeners. I know a lot of people have written into thebestaver.com, and we've got a lot of um, emails about the relationship between iodine and the thyroid. And I think with so many people now being diagnosed with thyroid disorders, it's either overactive or it's underactive. It just seems like there's more thyroid disorders than ever before. Can you talk a little bit about that relationship between iodine and the thyroid? The thyroid itself is is very negatively charged, and it is kind of a highly vascularized gland. And iodine protects that gland and helps it to produce thyroid hormone. And when we think of like things like T1 or T2 or T3 or T4, what that number indicates is units of iodine. Like T4 means four units of iodine. T3 means three units of iodine. A lot of people are on T3. That's the, the thyroxin that they're on. You know, the, the thyroid, the, you know, the synthroid, for example. And it's actually just an iodine supplement. And it works. And the reason why I think it's working is because thyroid hormone is anti-estrogen. And all the estrogenic pressure that's on our system from the environmental pollution is actually being neutralized by the thyroid hormone. And so if you can, so people are actually being prescribed thyroid hormone when what we should be looking at is their overall hormone picture, right? Instead of just what's going on with the thyroid, we really have to look where, where's progesterone? What's going on with cortisol? What's happening with all the estrogens, especially E1, E2, E3, estradiol, estrone, estriol. We need to know where those are. You know, we need to have a more complete picture before we just suddenly prescribe somebody Synthroid because it's very hard to get off Synthroid once you've been on it. And I think probably the powers that be know that, so that's why they're prescribing it. But it does in some way help people because of its ability to get the thyroid hormone into the system, which has a natural um, anti-estrogenic effect, right? So when we look at all these things, including cortisol, one of the things that we find out is that we've got – you know, a little bit of a, of a estrogenic pressure on our system. And we're going to need to counterbalance it. But we're going to have to do that more cleverly. One of the ways that we can do that, by the way, is just have better quality nutrition and more minerals, in particular magnesium. Magnesium is one of the dominant substances in sea salt, in miso, and in kelp. It's one of the major minerals is there. And it's the probably major cofactor of all minerals in the production of healthy hormones and keeping healthy hormones there and, and, and protective. When you start putting all that together, it's like, wow, okay, what else could be going on? There's another thing about these seaweeds, too, that's important, and that, that is they're extraordinarily content of B vitamins. And B vitamins are also protective and help with those hormonal um, conversions and also oil conversions. For example, if you take in DHA, which is docohexanoic acid, which is protective of your nervous system, your body will convert that through a couple steps into DHEA, which is the hormone that protects your your brain and protects your memory. That's your memory hormone. Those conversions rely on B vitamins. They rely on magnesium, you know, the conversion over. And so this is an important thing about seaweeds is that they're giving us the type of nutrients we require in order to function properly 
in, you know, the, the, you know, in this multidimensional environment that we're in, right? Like we, you know, we're not, we're not a chimpanzee living in the jungle. We, we, we're living in multidimensional environments. Some people live in cities. Some people live in the country. Some people live by the ocean. Some people live in the mountains. And so there has to be kind of an, an, a superfood nutrition component in order to accommodate those different types of, you know, aspects of living, those different places, geologies, different atmospheres. And, and seaweed is a very good, piece of that. That's why I really featured kelp very strongly in my in my superfoods book because it is the queen of the sea. It is a super amazing adaptogen and can help you meet your iodine requirements and your B vitamin requirements and your magnesium requirements and many many other trace mineral requirements that are normally difficult to get from lettuce or spinach or tomatoes or onions or chicken or you know whatever, you know, is the is the standard fare out there.